and Lex. Two imperfect six-figure business coaches, co-founders, and friends who decided to combine our superpowers to bring to market something we wish we had when we entered the world of coaching. A real non-BS, intimate, and fun community built with integrity, intention, and a few glasses of wine. In this podcast, we get real. Real about life. Business. Relationships and what it really takes to find your version of success in the world of coaching. Are you ready, Lex? I'm set, Em. Let's coach. Hi, Em. Hi, Lex. How's it going? Good. I wanted to beat you to the first tie. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you win. You're not competitive at all, right? Not not at all. Um, (laughs) So guys, we're recording this the morning after Halloween. So naturally, we have to talk about Halloween. Emily, what were you, what was little J-Man? Talk us through the costumes. Oh, I feel like we're on eHollywood Reporter and we're reporting live from the red carpet. Um, Jackson was uh, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, which I really didn't know what that was until I had to rewatch <laughs> Ghostbusters. All I knew is my husband very much invested in our costumes, getting us all like the jumpsuits, which maybe I'll wear out in the world. Who knows? Probably not. And the backpacks, like they're actual backpacks that I was kind of nervous traveling with because they look like bombs but they're they they catch they catch ghosts (laughs) they catch ghosts and then uh so we did that he was a state puffed marshmallow man and he was a trooper he looked like he had just been in in like a bodybuilding competition he was so puffy and then um yesterday he was a bat a bat a little batman he was a little bat not batman he was a just a String right, yeah, like a, like a bat, and then I added. Yeah, it was a bat. bat. He was a bat, little man. He's a not- bat, little man. But the costumes were wonderful. I, this is my first time ever seeing trick or treaters. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, we always lived in apartments, so this was definitely a novelty. Um, what about you? What were you guys? Super basic, but so eventually I plan to create Ashlyn's costumes. That's a tradition my mom and I had growing up, but being that Ashton was just born this year and I'm behind in life, I just didn't get to it. So I found this insanely adorable, uh, it was Pottery Barn pumpkin costume in a consignment store. And just think of like a big orange sparkling loofah that you put (laughs) a seven month in. And so it was a pumpkin, but it was adorable. And so then CJ and I just got pumpkin onesies. So not very creative, but uh, feel free to stock my Instagram and you'll see, see a picture there. And then yesterday, because that orange loofah pumpkin costume was not very comfortable. Um, I pulled out a bear onesie that now fits her like this white bear and it was freaking cute. And we sat on the porch and she started hoarding all the candy from the bowl instead of passing it out. And it was just (laughs) a lovely, wholesome evening. I ordered Domino's pizza for the first time for the first time since giving birth to Ashlyn, because I have not been allowed to eat dairy quick, quick rant, um, while breastfeeding. Um, but now I can again. So I ordered Domino's pizza and it was phenomenal. I ate a full medium and a half to myself. That's amazing. Oh, I'm so happy to know <laughs> that. Okay. You can eat dairy again. That's good. So when I visit, like we can actually have cheese. Yes. Oh my God. Life, life is good. Once again, (laughs) back to the dairy farm. She goes, um, I have to say it, 
is so it was fun to see like the different creativity levels of costumes and then I don't know if you saw this too there was like a good amount of teenagers that that came through that like this oh, one kid had like a late at night yeah like a proper mustache I'm like you're not you're not <laughs> child <laughs> or maybe you are and you're just 12 and like have this very you know molestache kind of thing happening we but, have a Facebook group for our neighborhood here and this morning someone posted a video caught on the ring camera of a teenager coming up and legitimately stealing and taking the entire uh candy bowl and walking away what yeah yep wow no we so oh that was my question for you that's what I meant to ask you are you someone that when you answer the door do you give them a, a candy or do you let them select their own I let them select their own me too yeah I, was I getting- think it's funny to see too, like the kids that are very polite and then there's the a-hole kids who grab like 20 hand handfuls, but then I'm also like, good for you. You know what you want. So yeah, well this, you're going to appreciate this. So we had last Halloween's candy and I, I don't know, I guess I just hoarded it. And then I moved with it from California to Denver. We still have it like above our fridge and I had put the new candy there as well. We ran out of the new candy. So Greg picked up the old candy, which expired like March, 2022, basically. And the Twizzler is like a a straight up murder weapon. Like it's like hard, hard Twizzler. And so we told him this after he had mixed it into the bowl. We're like, you probably shouldn't give out that candy. It's like expired and stale. And so he goes outside and he, he's so cute with the little kids. He's like, Ooh, a spooky witch. Don't put a spell on me. And, um, he asked one of the girls, he was like, so what's your favorite candy? And she's like, Twizzlers. And he's like, okay, anything but Twizzlers, you know, as she's like, he's like, sorry, that's expired. We can't give that to you. Did she cry? <laughs> no, but I like, I'm sure if her parents were within earshot, he was, they were probably like, what is this family doing? Our last trick-or-treaters of the night were two little boys. And they said, do you only have chocolate? Because we only had chocolate left. And then the other little boy offered, he's like, so really you only have chocolate. I was like, wow. Okay. The parents were embarrassed, but, um, what we're talking about here is, you know, our unique processes for handing out candy, um, and the process of, you know, making those impressions on the trick-or-treaters. And that's so timely and relevant to what we're going to be talking about today, which is workflows of coaching. Wow. You did it. I'm proud of you. That was, that was good. Yeah. I mean, I think that actually was a pretty good transition thinking like, you know, how do I, how do you streamline the handing out of the candy to optimize your time and energy and the experience for the trick-or-treaters? Boom. It's like, you finally get that. Hell yes. You can pass out candy. Now what? Now let's bring it back to coaching. You finally get that. Hell yes. I'm hiring you as a coach. Emily, what do we do now? Um, besides do a little happy dance, celebrate and run around the house and tell everyone that, you know, um, I think what you do next is you make it official kind of like dating, you know, you change your state, your Facebook status and everything. No, I'm just kidding. You don't do that, uh, but you do make it official. So you want to make it official in a, in a, in a few ways. One of the ways that you want to make it official, you don't want to give them a ring, but you probably want to submit it or hand gosh, words, Emily words. You want to send out a contract. And you want to send out that invoice so you can get that payment ASAP. And what are some of our favorite systems here? Of our favorite systems for legal contracts include HelloSign, Adobe Sign, HoneyBook, 
DocuSign, basically with anything with the word sign in it, that makes it really helpful. But Lex, after we get this contract ready to rock and roll, what happens next? We got to get paid. So again, (laughs) got to get money, make it rain. Um, So a couple invoicing softwares that you guys can look at. We've danced around and played with a few of these. Stripe is really, really great. Um, there's no for, there's no fee to, to access the foundational or basic level. You know, there's a credit card processing fee, but there's no um, subscription fee to utilize the service. Um, you can also use something like FreshBooks or QuickBooks. Um, again, HoneyBook is uh, a nice platform as well. You can also look at things like Samcart or Thrivecart, um, all great options. Right now, we for Ready, Set, Coach are on QuickBooks and we still use Stripe as well. So we're kind of, we kind of do hybrid. We, um, we appreciate that there are some functions of Stripe that are just really easy to use. That QuickBook hasn't made easy yet. So we, you know, we probably should streamline that, but we're evolving keeping yeah. it real. Yeah, we are keeping it real. We don't, we don't have things perfect, but, um, in terms of the onboarding workflow, I think some of the considerations you need to have are like what happens on the front end and what happens on the back end. So Lex, can you tell us a little bit more, some of your favorite considerations? Yeah. So guys, step one, make it official. Step two is we want you to sit down and outline your official onboarding process. So like M said, there's front end and back end here. For the front end, what is the welcome email, right? So they sign the contracts, they pay you, they should get some sort of email, right? You can template this. In, se- in fact, we highly suggest you do. So what is your welcome email? Are there any links or intake forms you want to send out? Again, we highly suggest you can use something as simple as Google Forms here. Then you want to make sure you're setting expectations. We like to do this initially with a really pretty welcome packet that we have designed in Canva. And then also, is there a client gift you want to send out? So quick recap, welcome email, links to intake forms, setting expectations. We do this via a welcome packet and then client gifts. And um, and Lex, I know a lot of people can get caught up with the client gifting. They're like, oh God, like what, what does a gift entail? Should it be personalized? Can it be the same for each person? Um, do you have any, you know, experience gifting with the PR bar that you want to share? Well, I, I do. Um, and we do for Ready, Set, Coach too. For the PR bar, I, <laughs> it's not very streamlined, to be honest. I really enjoy this part of the process. So, and I have very punny gifts. So for Pop Fizz Clink, which is one of my programs, there's like a whole custom box that I, I curate and you have a mini champagne for wine club, I give wine. Um, but it, it's a lot more moving pieces to coordinate for Ready, Set, Coach, we uh, gift everyone a really badass sweatshirt um, that I, I'm pretty pretty damn proud of. I also rock it quite a lot too. Oh, it's my favorite sweatshirt. And I think, and I'll say also for, for my one-on-one clients and mastermind, I usually like to look internally um, with the Six Degree Society community and see what vendors there are within the community and to, to buy from them. So I bought beautiful candles before from Merchants of Beauty. I've bought amazing um, pottery, little succulents from Token, uh, Token Moment. So definitely like to start there first before going out to like Etsy or whatnot and, you know, support the people I know. That's great. Um, So on the front end, right, what that we went over, there's the back end. So 
kind of as we mentioned, if you're going to send out links or intake forms, pick a platform. Um, also, we really, really suggest creating ASOP here. So document your process of onboarding. Um, this will allow you to scale, potentially outsource, or at least automate some of the process. So a lot of the things we talk about on the front end of onboarding, we also just want to document on the back end. Yeah, and I think that's a great, great, great reminder just to stay super organized. You could also keep everything in like a Trello. Um, you could keep things in a Google Drive, like an onboarding SOP linking to all of the templates. Or if you like the plugin streak, um, you can also have everything pre-written right then and there. And you know, once you get off the call or once you get off of uh once they hi hire you, you just have it ready to populate and customize right then and there. Yeah, and we have a whole episode, guys, on different tools and systems you can use as a coach. So if this is something you're wanting to buckle down on or for your business, go ahead and listen to that. So after onboarding, we go into the active client workflow. And what should we consider or think about here? I think you really need to consider the first interaction. So this is this is the housekeeping. Here's the kind of nitty gritty of working with you. Like, what's the first, what's the expectation of your first call? Is it going to be scheduled uh, immediately at the same time every single week? Or is it they have to they have to schedule it um, with your particular Calendly link moving forward by this particular date? Uh, what expectations are there? Are they going to be able to reach you via Slack or Voxer? And if so, when are they going to get a response from you? Is it going to be on demand? Is it going to be at two in the morning, is it going to be within 24 hours? This is your opportunity to really set boundaries for your client, which is super, super duper important to do right out of the gate. And then lastly, is there going to be homework? And if you are going to assign homework, how are you going to assign it? Are you going to check their homework? Are you going to nudge them about the homework? Talk through all of the housekeeping things before your first interaction. And we suggest that first interaction, especially in coaching, be a kickoff call, right? Or an onboarding call. So quickly, our onboarding process, so stage one onboarding is conducted via email. We have supporting resources like links and PDFs, such as our welcome packet. What M just talked through is that first call. What is happening on that first call? So you might have outlined all of these details in a welcome email, but we highly suggest going through all those items verbally as well, um, just to talk through and, and cement it in both client and your minds. So that's your first call. Beyond that, what happens post that call? Again, here's where you can start to document your system. So if you just talk them through, you know, we're gonna use Slack or Voxer to communicate, and here's where you access the content for this program. How is that going to be delivered post that call? Here's where, again, active client workflows become really, really important to write down. Yeah. And I love that. I, I love that reminder, Lex, because we assume that one call, everything's going to be soaked in and they'll they'll get it right the first time. But you even think about all of the different programs or communities we're a part of and we're struggling to find the logins and whatnot. So like the easier and more streamlined you can make it, especially if you're utilizing something like Trello and Slack and Google Drive, like you want to make sure it is is something that is easy to access versus frustrating and overwhelming to access. If you're an ambitious professional, 
consultant, or business owner who is feeling called to do more, be more, or make more, we'd like to invite you to learn more about Ready, Set, Coach. Do you feel called to create change, help others, and do something outside of your day-to-day that generates true impact? While you may or may not be content with your day job or existing business, do you feel called to dip your toes into something more? Whether it's tapping into another zone of genius or the side hustle is calling your name, are you ready to explore what being more would look like? Do you feel like your business or career is leaving money on the table or you're looking to launch a new revenue stream or side hustle? Turning your expertise into a coaching revenue stream or side hustle is rewarding, impactful, and a great business model. It's the triple threat, multi-billion dollar industry that perhaps you've been looking for this whole time. If you want to explore more on how to add a coaching revenue stream into your life, we invite you to explore our website, readysetcoachprogram.com. Applications are now open for our 2023 cohort. So yeah, let's say you now have in that first call identified you're going to have bi-weekly calls, coaching calls, and on the off weeks, you're going to have modules and homework assignment. Make sure that this is clearly articulated somewhere else that they can read, whether it be, you know, you send them a recap in a calendar invite, or it's a PDF you pin to the Slack channel. You want it to become routine. You want this to be something that your client knows the order of operation. They know the drill, right? They know what to expect. So make sure that when you're having a client actively work with you, that it's really buttoned up. They're always coming first and there are just no guessing games about how you're going to interact with them. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think you nailed it. Okay. So last, lastly, we should talk about what happens when we end with a client? Like, how do we, how do we stop working with them? How do we wrap up our program? So this for us is our off-bordering, off-bordering, off-bordering considerations. So Lex, how do you like to wrap up a client and how do we do it with Ready, Set, Coach? We have a graduation, right? So first off, we have graduation call. Um, I should preface this before the graduation call, we prepare everyone that graduation is coming up, right? What do they need to have ready? What are the last things that they should have on their to-do list coming into graduation? Then on graduation, we address what's next, um, we always try to make it as memorable as possible. I'm going to not give away everything we do in our graduation calls. Sorry, that's that's saved for our cohorts. But we really do take the time to, to make it special to each and every one of our group members. Um, we make sure all of their questions are answered and they feel really, really good about their experience. That's one of the keys here, right? And I think post-graduation, something to consider as well is you just had four transformative months with this individual and they are on a high. They had just left your course. How do you capitalize on their excitement of working with you? So this is your time where you can off, you can reach out to them and get feedback and ask for a review or a testimonial from your course. Yeah, perfect. So to kind of recap what we just talked about, client says, hell Yes. Step one, the first workflow, you guys, this is your homework, okay? First step is to outline your making it official workflow. So what's the contract going out or where is the contract going out from? Same with your invoicing. Step two, outline your onboarding process. That's your second workflow. Step three, 
What is your active client workflow? What do you need to consider on the front end and back end? And then finally, what is your offboarding workflow? Four workflows for you there. I think those are perfect. Perfection, perfection. Um, well, Lex, I hope that our listeners got a lot out of thinking through their future clients after saying yes and their workflows. And I guess we'll see you the next time on the Ready, well, the Set, Ready Coach. Set Coach podcast. podcast. <laughs> All right. Bye. If you're enjoying the Ready, Set, Coach podcast, please leave a review wherever you are listening. For more information about Ready, Set, Coach, visit readysetcoachprogram.com.